and welcome to the first film. My name is Katie Meyer, and I serve as the Director of Content Creation here at APHA. Did you see the new oral fecal microbiota agent approved, for, approved to prevent recurrent C. diff? How about the recent anti-diarrheal opium tincture recall for underpotency? Well, these are certainly interesting, and dare I say explosive topics. Perhaps we'll cover them another day, as today our focus is on antimicrobial use associated with clostridioid difficile infection, which for brevity, I'll refer to as CDI going forward. If you have set foot in a hospital at any point in your career, you know how to identify a patient with CDI. CDI is estimated to cause almost 500,000 infections in the United States each year and causes significant morbidity and mortality. We pharmacists know that antibiotic use is the greatest risk factor for CDI. When I practiced in acute care about 10 years ago, it was clindamycin, fluoroquinolones, 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 and once in a while, penicillins and cephalosporins leading to CDI. But more recent evidence has impl implicated a change, and we're going to dive into that today. A recent matched case control study conducted by Miller et al. used a database of commercial, Medicare, and multi-state Medicaid records from 2001 to 2021 and evaluated 159,404 cases of community-acquired CDI specifically in patients who were diagnosed with CDI in an outpatient setting as the principal diagnosis for hospital admission or during a hospitalization lasting two days or less. They also couldn't have a prior inpatient stay within 12 weeks prior to the diagnosis. These cases were matched to 797,020 controls and a logistic regression model was used to determine which antibiotics were associated with the greatest level of risk for CDI. The study found that clindamycin was associated with the greatest level of risk, followed by later generation cephalosporins, such as cefixime, ceftonir, cefuroxime, and cefudixime. Amoxicillin clavulanate also fell into a similar risk level range as the later generation cephalosporins. Fluoroquinolones and cefaflor came next. Another study recently published by, in the American Journal of Infection Control evaluated 156,107 patients hospitalized at a Veterans Affairs hospital diagnosed with community-acquired pneumonia. This study looked at the risk of CDI in patients who received doxycycline for their treatment compared to azithromycin and ceftriaxone and, followed, and found a 17% decreased risk of CDI in the doxycycline cycling group compared to the azithromycin ceftriaxone group. In patients with prior history of CDI, doxycycline decreased the incidence of recurrence by 45%. So what does all of this mean to you as pharmacists? Studies have found that implementation of antimicrobial stewardship programs reduces the incidence of CDI by 30 to 50%. Pharmacists play a critical role in antimicrobial stewardship efforts to promote optimal use of antimicrobial agents, reduce the risk of transmission of CDI, and provide education to healthcare professionals, patients, and the public. Even if you aren't at a practice site that has a formal antibiotic stewardship program, you can still ensure that patients are receiving the right drug at the right dose for the right duration. Be on the lookout for excessive use of clindamycin, 
third generation cephalosporins in the community setting without appropriate stop dates, and patients with CAP and a history of CDI. If there are no other contraindications to doxycycline, a 45% reduction in risk of CDI is certainly hard to argue with. Well, that's all I have for today. If you'd like to hear more about this topic, be sure to let us know in your survey. Thank you so much for your time and attention.